you just minimise that so I can open my notes, and then we'll get going. <laughs> the gumdrop buttons. The, gum, the gumdrop buttons. It's a thong. Watched that the other day. Great film. Okay, Nathan Parkham. Okay. Are you ready? You just you double checking audio one more time, or? Uh, I think we're good. Okay, cool. I think we're good. You better say it's us today. Any complaints? Okay. Uh, no cling film. That was the main one. Oh, everyone's yeah. complaining about poor. There's no pork and beef. Where's my cling film? That's what I want to know. <laughs> no, wait, never mind the petrol. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not worried Where's about the that. Plastic Nobody wrap? should drive cars. So um, that's my <laughs> worldview. That's true. Um, I agree. Everything else was in stock though. Oh, amazing. Um, so yeah, Excellent. I was fine. Good. Um, Have but yeah, widen the aisles or? No, it's not yeah. widen the aisles. So. Oh, did we everything. talk about this last time? Yeah, I think we oh, had the, okay. the, 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 right. the aisle widening. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is a regular feature now. We just talk about your trips to St. Yeah, Spence. let's not actually name the store, otherwise oh, that okay. could be dangerous okay. territory. No, 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 otherwise we could get sued. And there is... <laughs> That's a throwback to episode two. <laughs> I've grounds to sue you. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, right, are you ready for what's going to be an absolute train wreck? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, mainly okay. a train wreck, so I don't remember a thing. Okay, um, fantastic. Yeah. Right, let's go. Bad Things Universe, near, far, and wherever you are. And welcome to the podcast that goes on, and on, and on. It's the Bad Things Podcast, the show that definitely has room for two people, but will leave you to drown in the icy waters of pop culture. My name is Jacob Simmons, and I will be playing the part of the rugged working class dreamboat, and joining me on this voyage through the iceberg field that is, this show, is the upper class socialite who will happily get naked on a chez lounge. He is one of my French girls, Nathan Packham. Nathan, a very reference heavy, but still somehow generic salutation to you. And a generic salutation to you. My heart will always go on oh, for you. Thank you. You're very kind. I look forward to perishing in an icy grave. Yeah, you're you. going in. Yeah, I'm definitely going um, in. How are you? All, all good? Uh, yeah, we're in month three now of living together, yes, I think. I just think about. Are. The time yeah. has flown by. It really has. Uh, we've not really mental. seen each other. <laughs> no, not because of our scheduling issues. We just don't, we just don't speak to each other yeah, outside just, of the show. Yeah. It's just, this is it. Two hours a month. This is, this is Paul and John at the end here. This is, uh, there's the reference. Yeah, it is. Straight away. Yeah, yeah. Tick that box, everyone, on the Bad Things Bingo cards. But yeah, um, any complaints about living with me? Um, your laundry system. <laughs> um, your system is more, keep the laundry up until the next load. Yes. That's, that's more your bad. You say system as if I do it on purpose. Yes, no, I'm aware you don't do it on I purpose. I just forget. Um, yes. The leaving of shit. <laughs> yes. I do have a lot of detritus around the <laughs> A lot front. of shirts. There is a lot of shirts. I'm a shirty man. I mean, I actually enjoy looking at them, so I don't oh, mind the you. laundry being They're usually being quite up. patterned, so yeah. I like to think it's a sort of art installation. Your mad green and yellow one, I don't know what's going on. Oh, I think yeah. that might have to go. I think I've gotten too big for that. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's put on the way much, out. put on too much weight. Oh, I thought no, you meant you were okay. a 6'6 now rather than 6'3. <laughs> no, it's not an upwards growth. Oh, okay. I think that's very much done. It's more of an outward growth, but that's okay. That's and fine. how are you? How's living with under my maniacal rule? Your re- regime. Uh, th- with th- third cleaning rotor now? Or is it second? No, it's the second Second one, cleaning yeah. rotor. It's good. We added another task. Yeah, we which have. Which is exciting because we now have to take the food waste out to a local park. Not We don't just dump Sorry, it. Sorry, did you say are. we've added another task? <laughs> well, you've added another task. Well, I've added the task, but the original idea was, of course... I like the, you know, I like the environment. Greenpeace over here. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, maybe a certain council in London should collect their food waste, but that's by the Which by they the do by. for people who actually have houses. Who have a house, that's very yeah. true, actually. Yeah, fair enough. Um, not, not I'm not going to name the council. But yeah, we implemented that because there was a colony of flies in our last food waste, yeah. which then turned into a rather significant housing pest issue. Yes, yes. It, it was a sort of borderline health problem, I think, for us. Like, why are we all ill at the moment? Well, hmm, I wonder why. Is it because of the flies by any small chance? But never mind. We're there now. We've not died from a fly-related disease. We have managed to make it to Bad Things episode 20, a landmark episode. And Nathan, what have the Bad Things universe chosen for this historic event? We are in the new millennium again. Um, We actually actually read in three different places that this film was released in three different years. Nobody can decide. Yeah. So I've read ninety nine. Okay. I've read two thousand, and I've read two thousand and one in various places. Okay. Um, But the the consensus seemed to be two thousand, from what I read. I don't know what your. That's what I've gone for, yes. certainly. I've gone for 2000. Um, it is the the retelling of the Titanic, not the James Cameron uh, film. It is a cartoon entitled Titanic, The Legend Goes On, from somewhere between 1999 and 2001. <laughs> somewhere around the turn of the millennium. Yes, yes absolutely. So, yeah, just three years after James Cameron broke box office records and scooped the Oscars with his dramatic retelling of the tragedy that was the RMS Titanic, an Italian animation studio decided they were going to cash in with their own version featuring some stilted dialogue, a whole bunch of Disney knockoffs, and a rapping dog. You know, like the history. Like the history of the Titanic. As it went down. Exactly. Uh, Before we get to that, Nathan, uh, let's find out how this abomination, spoilers, it is an abomination, came into being with one of our favourite parts of the show, the prehistory, which this month actually includes some real history. Talk very, very briefly on the history of the actual Titanic. <laughs> Why not? Go into this. But... <laughs> I want to. Well, how much do you know about what actually went um, down? It set sail from Southampton. Yes, I know that. Okay, and then built in Liverpool. No, built in Belfast, wasn't it? There is a Liverpool connection. Okay, would well, you know what the Liverpool connection is? Uh no. What's the year? Is it 1912? 1912. Oh, yes. Yes. We're coming up on 110 years since the. Uh, anniversary celebration I don't know what you call it it was pretty bad but yeah yes it hit an iceberg en route where exactly was that uh, somewhere in the North Atlantic okay. no one really knows um, where was it supposed to go to I really don't know anything. it was heading to America I right, think it was heading yeah. to New York uh, 15th of April 1912 Uh, It was the largest of its kind ever. It was carrying over 2,200 people before it struck an iceberg in the North Atlantic and due to the ship's inadequate lifeboat system and poor organisation from the crew, many of the passengers and staff on board died in a watery grave. Oh, wow, so it wasn't the structure, it was the poor organisation. Yeah, they only had, like, a few lifeboats. A few lifeboats. Yeah, 2,200 people. Uh, Yeah, 1,500 people perished. Wow. Which is quite a significant portion. It is the worst peacetime maritime disaster of all time. And one of the most famous disasters of any kind, mm-hmm. I'd say, ever. Probably, in fact, because it's been immortalised in film so yeah. many times. And we'll get to that in a second. Uh, so, yeah, naturally, someone decided 88 years later they'd make a cutesy animated film about this horrific disaster. 
But before we get to that, um, we said we would watch the James Cameron Titanic, Nathan. Did we do that? We did not. No, we no. didn't. I we saw didn't. the runtime and I was like, nope. <laughs> it is about, and this is not an embellishment, seven hours. I think that's an embellishment. Nope. No, it's seven hours, exactly. Um, but yes, it, it, it. I mean, the 1997 James Cameron one is widely considered a classic. 11 Oscars which I think is a record or a joint record, something like that. First film ever to break $1 billion worldwide at the box office until James Cameron did it again with Avatar. Oh dear. Which, you know, I would rather watch Titanic than Avatar. Me too. Yeah, you know, at least Titanic has cultural relevance. Uh, and the Titanic has actually, Nathan, appeared in some other films and fictions. Sound the segment, Claxon. We're going to be taking a look at some of the more interesting instances of the Titanic on film. So, the first film about the Titanic was actually made 29 days after the ship sank. It's called Saved from the Titanic. Uh, It was a silent short film written by and starring Dorothy Gibson, who was actually saved from the Titanic. She wrote the screenplay after arriving in New York following her rescue. Uh, The film was actually lost in a studio fire in 1914 and this was the final film appearance of Gibson who supposedly suffered a breakdown after it was released right so it did that film just doesn't exist no one knows where it is no it was only short Um, as I said came out less than a month after the disaster uh, which I think was was roundly criticised for trying to cash in on this horrific disaster I have a practical question Please. So when, where was, how did the rescue work in terms of getting back to civilization? Another ship came and got right, them, basically, okay. like the sister right. ship in the White Star Liner. Mm-hmm. There was thousands of conspiracy theories about, like, was it sunk on purpose? Was right. it actually the Titanic? There's a whole thing which we'll not go into now. Um, but basically they were, like, the, one of the reasons why so many people died is because the ship took so long to get to them as well. I think like right, an hour okay. and a half to get to them. And uh, in freezing cold water. That's a long time. I'm not a scientist, but that sounds like quite a long time. In 1943, uh, there was another film called Titanic, 50 years before James Cameron did it. Do you want to know who uh, was instrumental in this film getting off the ground? Was it Ed Wood? (laughs) No, you couldn't get any further from it. Joseph Goebbels. Oh, wow. As as you famously said, the best one. No. Uh, He released a film called Titanic as a piece of Nazi propaganda. Mm. The film features a fictional German officer as the hero and frames British and American capitalist greed as the reason why the Titanic sank. The film was actually banned in Germany by Goebbels, who believed that the German people had lost their appetite for films about mass death and destruction as a result of regular bombing raids. (laughs) Or in so, fact, the actions of their own. Uh, well, government. yeah, let's yeah, let's. Uh, I was about to say let's let's not go into that as if we're going to offend the Nazis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, 1980, Raise the Titanic, an adaptation of a Clive Cussler book, in which it was discovered that a rare mineral that could turn the tide of the Cold War is located in abundance. On the Titanic. Oh no! You uh, you want to you want to know if this film was a success? It was, I'm guessing it was not. A Massive success. box office bomb. Yeah, yeah. As you can imagine. And our final film version of the Titanic. This is called The Legend of the Titanic from 1999. Now, not stop. To be confused with The Legend Goes On. Well, stop me if you've heard this one before. This is an animated retelling of events with a family-friendly spin, featuring a, cav- a cavalcade of heroic mice. Does that sound familiar to you? And that's pre this film. Yes, the year before this film came out. Yeah, I think Uh, I saw this on YouTube. And I was like, which one am I watching? Yeah, if you Google the the Titanic animated movie, you'll get either the one we're going to watch or 
The Legend of the Titanic, which came out the year before. Um, and it's basically exactly the same plot <laughs> as the one we're about to watch today. I think it was slightly better reviewed, but that's right. not going to be hard. Oh, once did we it get, get 30% this. on yes, the plot? Yes, yeah. I think it got double figures. So the one we're talking about is, as I said, well, I've got 2000s in the script here, but as we've just discussed, it could be anywhere between, <laughs> you know, 1912 and 2013. This is Titanic, The Legend Goes On. How much could you actually find out, Nathan, about this film? I did better than I thought I would. Right, okay. I will say. I was wor- worried we were heading towards an Owen Quick level of <laughs> lack of prehistory. But yeah, I found out a few things. Okay. The director is Camillo Tetti. <laughs> Uh, not to be confused with the footballer Alexander Tetti. A, Nor- a Norwich City legend. <laughs> who has also directed films called Space Navigator mm-hmm. and The Killer is Still Among Us. Hmm. In some of these, he is credited as Mark Davis and I couldn't find out why. Is that the English translation of Camillo, <laughs> Camillo Tetti? Put it in Google. Mark Davis. What's your name? Camillo. Oh, I can't say that. We're just going to call you Mark. Yeah, there was no... I couldn't find any reason why that was the case. I didn't even know that was a thing, so... Um, and then the most confusing name I've ever heard in my life, I hope that's not xenophobic, <laughs> Jim Magon. How is, how is Jim spelt? Uh, J-Y-M-N. Yep. And then Magon. Yeah. Not, not a single proper vowel. No, yeah. No vowels were harmed in the making of this name. Countdown would have lost it. Oh my god, how many points uh, is that? In Scrabble, that's ridiculous. Oh, you could have... No, you couldn't, it's a name. No, it's a proper so noun. No, no, no. Um, oh, I could do a Simpsons reference here. Oh! Quidgy Bow, Wow, right? yeah, yes. I remember that. Well done. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, with this, so, tell us about Quidgy Bow. Uh, is that the first ever episode? I think it's like the second. It's in oh, the first the season. One. Yeah, no, so, I mean, yeah. I meant, I'm, I'm calling the man. Oh, Quidgibo, right. Sorry. Yeah, Jim McGon. Yeah, um, Quidgibo, whatever his name was. Was a consulting writer on this. He also has writing credits for The Goofy Movie <laughs> and DuckTales. Yes. So he's very much in the middling animation field. Oh, you're going to upset a lot of people. People really like a Goofy movie. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, they really do. We will see eye to eye. That is a reference from the film. Oh. Which I'm cool. going to say you've not seen. No, I've not. <laughs> of course. Um, this cartoon was in production for three years. I couldn't find out why it took so long. Nope. Um, and then I guess we should talk about the versions? Or have you got to, or the cast? Where do you want to go? I mean, yeah, we should probably touch on the versions. You did incredibly well there, because basically I have, beyond this film was made in Italy in the year 2000, <laughs> not much exists on the production oh. of this film. And no, I don't even know if that's true, because maybe it wasn't produced in 2000. <laughs> But you might be wondering, how did these guys watch it? They don't speak Italian. Uh, There are multiple versions. So, yeah, uh, there's an English dub of the original Italian movie. uh, And it was horrifically messed around when it was dubbed. The original Italian version exists. There's also a direct English dub. And there's a heavily edited English dub. So the original clock's in at 82 minutes, which is still pretty short, I would say. Yeah. The edited version, thank God. The edited version, which is the one we watched, is cut down to 70 minutes, and most of the last 20 of those minutes are credits. (laughs) Oh, we're going to talk about that later on. So basically, this film, all in all, lasts about 50 minutes. And the source I had said the credits showed some deleted scenes. Mm. No, he didn't. No. It was scenes of the film. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe it meant f- scenes that should have been deleted yeah. <laughs> which would have just showed the whole film again the uncut English dub is incredibly hard to track down 
Yeah. I tried it, and I I, the, I could find the full Italian dub in parts on YouTube, but the full English edited version... No luck. No, unfortunately, which we watch. It is up on YouTube for free, and I think we can say that, because... Obviously, I mean, copyright law shouldn't cover this. Well, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Forget the seventy-year law or whatever yeah. it is. This should just not cover. Well, it. we want to get into copyright infringement, then we'll have to talk about several of the characters in this film. So we watched the cut-down English version, uh, which you can watch yourself on YouTube for free. Before we get into the English dub cast, I want to spend some time on the original Italian voice mm. actors because they're quite interesting. How much have you found out about the Italian voice Zitch. actors? Perfect. I'm all on the all on the English cast. Well, that can be your bit. Uh, in the most Italian thing ever, the actors playing the female and male leads, respectively, are called Francesca and Francesco. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Francesco Pezzuli voices William, who is our male hero. Pezzuli's voice should be incredibly well known to any of our Italian listeners out there, as he has quite the resume. He seems to be. Leonardo DiCaprio's designated Italian oh, dub. okay. As he's voiced Leo's character in Italian releases of Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, Inception, Shutter Island, and, yes, really, Titanic. Hey. He's also the Italian dub for characters such as Crash in the Ice Age movies, who's one of the possums, uh, Nelson Muntz in The Simpsons, and Anakin Skywalker in the Star Wars prequels. This guy's busy. Yeah, busy boy. wonder how he feels about sand. Other Italian voiceovers include Letizia Ciampa, sorry if I've got that wrong, uh, who is the Italian voice of Hermione Granger in the Harry Potter dubs. Any Hermione, you know you love a Harry Potter quote. Um, Any I mean, Leviosa we could That's do. Um, you only really quote from the first two films, don't you? Yeah, yeah. the ones I've seen the most as I had nothing to do as a child. Um, <laughs> we could get ourselves killed, or worse, expelled. Is that, what, is that in one? That's Yes, right. that's one. She needs to get her priorities sorted. Uh, and Bobby Solo is another voice actor. He's a singer who once came fifth in Eurovision. Oh, okay. What year was that? I Did don't you... know. Oh. Was it the Engelbert year? <laughs> He's got it in again. Uh, none of the other Italian voice actors have Wikipedia pages, so soz. Nathan, the English cast. Oh, what did you find? So, Angelica, the female lead, yes. is played by Lisa Rousseau. Well, played is a very strong word. <laughs> I've written here, there's absolutely nothing to report beyond hilariously inconsequential roles as a photographer in the film Destination Vegas and Lady Number One Looking at Baby in a short called My Providence. Also, Lady Number One Looking at... How many ladies were looking at babies in this film? quite a few. Very, very broody, uh, broody for production, My oh, Providence. Wow. Uh, she was also a backing singer in The Humpback of Notre Dame. The Hunchback. Sorry, sorry. The Humpback. <laughs> Something also corrected there. I've got a humpback window. Um, yeah, the film about the whale that used to live in Notre Dame Cathedral. <laughs> Let me out. Probably would watch it if there was a whale in there. Oh, no. That poor whale. Playing William, mm-hmm. we've got Mark Thompson Ashworth, um, who still seems to be active in the industry with three films in post-production currently, including the hilariously named Jack the Saint Ripper. So right. we can catch that one when it yeah. comes out. Is that someone who rips saints, or is he a saint who is also a ripper, or is is he an angelic Jack the Ripper? Is he? Is, is this a reverse? sort of positive spin on Jack <laughs> yeah. the Ripper? Oh, thanks for you know. Thanks, guys. The sexual assault, the murder. <laughs> oh, but, perfect. Um, Great. Uh, play he... Gertrude. Uh, we've got Gisela Matthews. 
who is probably the most well-versed of the cast. She was in The Three Musketeers in a film called Tea with Mussolini. Mm-hmm. She died a year, or maybe three years, depending on when it actually came out, <laughs> after this film came out. And she was born in 1919. Wow. Yeah. Only seven years after the Titanic sank. Yeah, so that was probably one of her childhood fairy tale. <laughs> I don't know. The legend of the Titanic. Veronica Wells plays Corinthia. She was in a, a, what looks like a mad film called The Secrets of Seagull Island. Uh, which the poster looked like a kind of birds esque oh, okay. thing. Interesting. Um, Is it just an hour and a half of people's chips being stolen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah! The secret out. <laughs> oh no, seagulls like chips. Uh, the secrets of Great Yarmouth. I think they'd call that. <laughs> Clive Rich as Kirk. His IMDb page is just red and black film posters with debauched themes. Excellent. Um, oh, debauched as in as in naughty. Yes, potentially oh. naughty or mm. just like. Sleazy, sexy right. stuff. Okay. Okay. He he was in a t- 2013 adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. Oh. Um, he was in the film Casanova with Heath Ledger and the TV series Rome, which I believe was just red and black and <laughs> sex. <laughs> okay. And the most ridiculous reference I found for the cast members... Edmund Purdom yes. as Jeremy McFlannel yes. was in a film about the Titanic in 1953 and yes. returns here. <laughs> he was. Uh, this guy was actually a really interesting guy. He was known as the replacement star in Hollywood after oh, okay. filling in for roles abandoned by the likes of Marlon Brando and Mario Lanza. So this guy was knocking, you know, bumping elbows with some of the greats in the world of Hollywood. Uh, and yes, he plays a character called Jeremy McFlannel, who is barely in this film. <laughs> Two, he's one of three uh, English cast members with Wikipedia pages, the other ones being Gregory Snegoff. It's <laughs> a great name. He voices Fritz the dog and Jeffrey the cat. He weirdly also did a voice in that film I mentioned earlier, The Legend of the Titanic. Mm-hmm. So he's the sort of cross the streams here. He's also done... Cross the Atlantic. <laughs> yes. And he's the one... He, he's also done dub work for a number of Studio Ghibli films. Uh, which are very successful. And Mickey Knox, who sounds like someone who sells fruit down the market. Or a gangster. Or a gangster, or both, is the voice of a guy called Sam, the detective. Uh, this I don't know how much you read up on Mickey Knox, but you're going to love this. He was blacklisted by the McCarthy regime in the US and made a living translating French and Italian scripts into English including Sergio Leone's The Good, The Bad and The Ugly Okay. he's also an actor who's been in dozens of films including the Elvis vehicle G.I. Blues <laughs> oh my god Elvis films yeah. a, that's a potential bad thing oh poll. my god that's several polls uh, this was his final film role which is kind of a running theme among a lot of these casts they, they tend to sort of do this and then die a couple of years the later the marbles have gone yeah <laughs> it's the only reason they signed on to do this film uh, and that's it really most of the cast members have no acting roles other, or they've either got no other acting roles or 10,000 other acting yeah. roles there's no in between uh, and a lot of the older cast members as I mentioned this was one of if not their final film uh, and yeah, speaking of the quality of the actors, I don't know what the budget was on this film, but I'm going to say it was quite low. <laughs> was there no Infarm Wiki? I forgot to look. No, Box Office Mojo weirdly does not have information oh, about this film. I couldn't even find it on All Movie. Wow. Liars. All Movie. Liars. <laughs> We're taking you to court. There are some other notable people involved in this project. We already mentioned, how do you say his name? Quidjibo? 
Jim McGon. Jim, am I being? Is that can I call him Quidgibo? Is that offensive? I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna, okay. I mean, the, we watched the John Tron review of this, and he shat on Jim <laughs> McGon. So, and the other guy I've got is a guy called Matt McGuire, who did the songs for this film. Oh yes. Uh, have you got what have you got about him? He's well, reaching for his notes. According to Wikipedia, mm. he was in a Scottish punk band. Yeah. Is this, but is this just one of those Wikipedia links that's just? Mm. Is spurious is not. I mean, I could not. I couldn't find anything like the. If you click on his link on Wikipedia, it links you to this Scottish punk band called the Exploited. Did uh, you look at their discography? No. One of their albums is called "Fuck the System." Oh, nice. Of That's a real original sentiment. They could find no mention of him on the page at all, unless he used a stage name, because a lot of them had stage names, mm-hmm. and I could find no other corroborating evidence. But I could find evidence that he wrote some songs for the Jersey Boys movie, or he okay. worked on that film. It came out in 2014. And he appeared in a music video for The Chainsmokers. Right, yeah, and this doesn't sound very... This doesn't really join up <laughs> no. with the exploited. Unless yeah. he just was like, oh yeah, actually commercial stuff's okay, I'll give it a go. I quite like money, so I'm going to go and do that instead. That's basically all I've got for the pre-production. I'm good to go. It's a who's who of who's that. And yeah, I've, like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I no idea. Um, I have no idea how that particular sec, how long that particular section ran on for. The film's only fifty minutes, so we could yeah. be coming in at one of the shortest episodes of Bad Things ever, um, depending on how much we expand on the incoherence. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, if you're happy, Nathan, should we get into it? Let's do it. Right, let's set sail. Prepare yourself because this is going to be absolutely mental. This is the Titanic. The legend goes on. this children's film on a horrendous scene of the Titanic sinking as people are scrambling around for their lives. We see the same shot of a woman and a boy rowing five different times in the opening space and that shot will come back. A blonde man plunges to his death and an old woman in a lifeboat cracks a huge smile. What is going on? (laughs) Already it's like you could tell the film has been really weirdly cut. That's my main takeaway. Mm -hmm. The opening credit piano sounds like a bit like The Room. That the piano in the room. That sets the scene quite nicely, actually. That's um, that's some good sort of intertextuality. Did this come out before the room? Yes, oh, the wow. room is 03, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Maybe the room stole it from this. Wazo, wazo. When were you born, wazo? <laughs> Nobody know. I asked him that once. Yeah. I met. I went you to a Q and A. Well, I asked him where are you from, and uh, he says, "Next question." <laughs> He shut me down. He shut my butt down. So the ship breaks in half, and as that happens, we are transported back in time to the events before the tragedy, which uh, a lot of people in the review took real issue with. We watched you watched the John Tron one. There's another online review that I watched. They everyone's sort of shat on the fact that it starts in the middle, and I'm like, it's actually quite an interesting way of telling the the story. Yeah, exactly. I like films. How did this happen? How did we get five shots of the same fucking thing? (laughs) Well, we know how that happened. Like bad editing. Um, So, needless to say, as well, we'll preface this with all the animation is of middling to dog shit quality. It's like Golden Age Disney animations in two thousand. I will put Toy Story came out five years before this (laughs) film. 
So we meet our heroine in this film, the beautiful, kind and sweet Angelica, her wicked adopted mother Gertrude, and her cruel fat stepsisters Bernice and Hortense. How have you kept up with this? I've got Hortense just about, but the rest of them are just... Is Hortense a name? Hortensia is a name. Okay. But I don't know about Hortense. Interesting. A lot of these names I had to go back and look at Wikipedia. Some characters' names, forget about it. Also, yeah, if you hadn't already picked up on the, you know, sort of young working girl... Adopted evil mother, fat stepsisters. This is a Cinderella ripoff. That's not the last time you'll be hearing me say that about a Disney property. Uh, and Angelica has a locket around her neck containing the picture of her missing mother, but not her father. He, she does mention the father. It's not like the father is is dead. Which is never. We never hear anything about the dad. Yeah. Like, and when the, when the locket is first opened, mm. I was just like, why has she got a picture of herself? <laughs> In a locket. It's a bit, a bit, egot- a bit egotistical, isn't it? They do look a bit similar, don't Me- they? Memories of yeah. a previous time, perhaps, but no. No. It's her mum, mm-hmm. and her dad's just a blank space. There is space on the other side of the locket for a picture, but nope. So- sorry, Dad. Off you go. Angelica's then mocked by her adoptive family. She vows to find her parents one day, so why don't you have a picture of your dad, is what I've put in the notes. We get a weird tracking shot of a seagull, which introduces us to the Titanic as various... Another good part of the film, the what, seagull the... tracking shot. There's a bit where it just goes on its side for no reason, though. It just bumps over, and, it, and it's not like that was a mistake. Did I find this film promising at the start? <laughs> That's a worrying thing. How? No, I five I seconds in, I was like, this is going to be bollocks. <laughs> and I was right. So the seagull tracks down to the Titanic. We then meet a various cast of humans and cartoon animals. A car pulls up and deposits Corinthia, Kirk and Dirk, a master thief. How have you managed this? (laughs) Wikipedia, I told you. They are a sort of gang of thieves. Corinthia's the master and Kirk and Dirk are her bumbling henchmen. They have some sort of accent. Why do you put up with the kid? Why do you do? We don't know. I've put, it could be Northern, could be Scouse, could be Brummy. Are we in uh, Maxwell? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we Maxwell cool I think the, these guys yeah. definitely didn't go to public school. Um, yeah. I have dubbed them the Beatles in my notes. Never, <laughs> never make that association. Bumbling Northern henchmen. Uh, which two would they be? Ringo and George? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Angelica is commanded to grab the luggage, but is knocked over by Gertrude's antig- antagonistic cat, Geoffrey. Uh, this causes the locket to fly out of the box and into Gaston. Hang on. No one slick as Gaston. No one's quick as Gaston. Gaston. Yeah, if you hadn't already worked this out, Gaston is French. Uh, no relation to the Beauty and the Beast character of the same name, I don't think. He finds the locket, picks it up, and takes a bite out of it. Despite, Did he? Yeah, he what? bit it to test the, test the purity of the gold, the, despite the, quote, the fact he found it on the floor. The quote I have from Gaston here is, what a divine figure. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's looking at the, uh, the singer. Molly, the yeah. singer, who we'll get to. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the name. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Gaston is working for our hero, William, a strapping, handsome, wealthy young man who is accompanied by his nanny, who I don't think has a name. Is this the nanny who looks like she's having a shit when she's picking up some bags <laughs> in this scene? <laughs> Hadn't picked up on that, but yeah, she is picking up some bags. I've put in my notes, William is basically Matt Hicks in cartoon form. Yeah, yeah, fair comment. Yeah, yeah Similar blonde or ginger hair. Yes, yeah, yeah. He could have died and passed for... He would have been a Harry equivalent in 1912. 
Oh, God. Who was the heir to the throne? Well, as I said, my history before 1950 is just That's shocking. true, yeah. It's not in colour, so you're not interested. Archbishop uh, Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> he was still around at this point. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he was an archbishop. I think he was an archduke. Oh, was he not archbishop? Yeah, he wasn't an archbishop. No. Stick to the 50s days and move on. <laughs> Gaston is taken by a young woman named Molly, who looks a lot like Angelica, but this never plays into anything. He pearls on her for a bit, which Molly responds to by smiling at him and seductively dropping her dress strap. Is also this film for kids? The dress strap comes fully down. Right, yeah. Like on t- you see more cleavage than you should for a children's film. Are we back to boobs on bad things? <laughs> we never left boobs. We never left boobs. We never leave boobs. Mate, I don't know what the Italian uh, sort of film rating system is, but clearly this was fine. <laughs> smart it- and it- more smart. Italian children. Uh, Molly has some Dalmatians who are exact rip-offs of Pongo and Perdita from 101 Dalmatians. Like, exact rip-offs. They look exactly the same. Uh, they're not pleased with Gaston and growl at him. Dalmatians can smell a boner from a mile away. Figure. <laughs> Figure. Speaking of animals, let's meet some of them. There is a family of ambiguously European mice. Let's just cover this, right? Okay, all the, right. The vermin <laughs> have their own platform to board this ship. Yes. Baffling. <laughs> You're saying vermin for mice, not Europeans. No, yes, just the yeah, mice. I, okay, I, I love yeah, the continent. Yeah. Just <laughs> the continent. Uh, one of them, uh, the, the young, there's a family, and there's sort of a mum and a dad. The little one is called Maxie, uh, who's yep. <laughs> Nathan's pulling a face. He's struggling with some bags. Angelica looms over him and says, "Who are you?" In one of the most horrific shots I've ever seen, <laughs> she is like right up in the camera. Yeah, and she asks a mouse. Who are you? Uh, this, uh, you know, I'm surprised Maxie doesn't just die of fright on the spot. She winks at him and walks off, and this is the basis of their entire friendship of the film. Truly stirring stuff. Then we meet a magpie. Magpie! I... Penguin! He is, descri- <laughs> he is described as a magpie. Right. In all the literature I could find yeah. in this film. He looks more of a... I've put... He's more of a cross between a crow, a seagull, and an albatross. Yes. That's... And also a, a penguin is a good shout. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say crow. Looks a bit like the crows from Dumbo, if we're going on Disney rip-offs. If, if the legs were shorter, penguin, but yes, that, that crossbreed is definitely, yes. uh, definitely what, correct. What horrible biology has gone on there to form <laughs> this creature? Uh, he steals a hat pin from another mouse because he's a magpie, but he, he isn't a magpie. <laughs> Why am I spending so long on this? And then we get the racist mice. Yay! We've been on tour, senor. And cannot wait to get home. Eh, muchachos? Stay decent, boy. Stay decent, If I join you, I play wicked bongos, you know. Do you want to Are talk they about... mice? Are they rats? Oh, I don't know. I hope they're not rats. You could read a lot into that. Do you want to talk about the racist I mean, they're, rodents? They're, there's some rodents dressed as Mexicans. <laughs> Um, we will come back to them because they have a key number in the oh, film. Oh, no. I can't remember what they say to each other. They, have you they, got this written down? They play, they play in a in a, like a mariachi band, which I think is an okay term. I assume yeah. that's fine. Is that just the style of music? That's not yeah, I a, think that's fine. Okay, I'm being overly Don't cautious. out-liberal yourself. That's fine. <laughs> uh, they say they can't wait to get on board and get back home. This boat is not going to Mexico. What the fuck is this? Back to the humans. Sherlock fucking Holmes is here. <laughs> Special detective Sam Bradbury. Sam to my friends, a threat to my enemies. Oh, what a relief. I was just telling the captain how worried I am about my jewellery. Detective Bradbury, Miss Rhoda Vanderplank of New York Society. Oh, yeah. 
The Van de Plan Copper Mines. Oh, a pleasure, ma'am. Actually, there's a notorious gang of thieves I'm trailing in disguise. And I figured by boarding late, I'd go unnoticed. Ready for season. A man named Sam Bradbury, who is literally a spitting image of a cartoon Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Even got the deer stalker in the pipe. Uh, I've he... got my reservations with this. Okay, do you want to Why do... would you turn up late, mm-hmm. in a rush, as a detective, trying to go unnoticed? Because he's an idiot. Right. <laughs> That's why. You go in early, you're settled, you're good. Yes. Yes, I know this. You know this. <laughs> the cartoons don't. What's his name? Mark Davis. <laughs> Obviously, not a not a clue. Yeah, uh, he's on the tail of a gang of thieves. They're the ones we met earlier with Corinthia and the Beatles. Uh, he talks to a posh woman about copper mines <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. And get used to that phrase coming up a lot, people. We're going to hear it quite a bit. The ship sails away, and I hope no one we've met so far survives. Hey. On the ship, Gertrude berates Angelica for not mending her sister's clothes properly and ordered the Titanic's version of Bertrand from I Want to Marry Harry to go and get her from third class. Also described as the creepy man who stares at older women, in my notes. He's in this film for one scene. Yeah, that's it. Weird, why? Yeah. He's in this scene, he climaxes, he goes. Angelica's been shacked up with a woman called Victoria and two annoying children. I think one of them is called Ernest. As for the other one, who knows? Angelica discovers that her locket is gone and is sad for about five seconds before Maxie the mouse, who is pissing about in the vents for no reason, falls into the room. They give him some bread and he runs away. (laughs) This makes about as much sense in the actual film as how I've described it just there. Maybe less sense, in fact. Any vent reminds me of Toy Story 2. Like, a lot of the action in Toy Story 2 happens in vents. I don't want to use my head! (laughs) Get used to lots of various things happening at once... With no real interconnecting story or plot. Nathan's seen something funny. <laughs> do you wanna um do you wanna take this bit? So it's the, can I move on to the next scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're in the quarters of the animals. I've put the, the it's like the cargo hold. The lower deck, yeah, wherever yeah. it is. Um a dog saves some mice from a cat. Yes. And then this Hang is on. not yeah. Have you got the line? Yes, this is. Oh, this is, is the, the line. line, okay. This is the line. If it hadn't been for you, I would be now in someone else's digestion. This isn't language. This is not <laughs> the English language. I had to pause the film when I saw Did that. Did you just cry? I cried that, that was it. it. Yeah. I was gone. If it, well, first of all, I thought he said I would be in someone else's digestive. Right. Like yeah. the biscuit. I just forgot the word track. <laughs> yes, or any any word that makes sense. <laughs> This is some bad dubbing here, folks. This is some bad... And it's said so quickly that it just adds to the like, comic value <laughs> it of it. Honestly, so funny. that I had to, like, I had to stop. This was it. And we're, we're about ten minutes in. <laughs> it, it cracked me up. Yeah, this and, is fucking yeah, great. John Tron in his review was all over it. <laughs> and then what happens? It's party time! <laughs> you know there's something you should know, so I'm gonna tell you so. Don't sweat it. Forget it. Enjoy the show! Working all day, now it's time to unwind. Kick back, relax. Take a load up your mind. <laughs> I'll be busting the moves and I'll be busting the rhymes. We'll be busting up laughing because it's party time. Everybody's feeling fine because it's party time. Party time, party time. Everybody's feeling fine because it's party time. Party time, party time. is a rap performed by Fritz the Dog and a mixture of animals playing instruments and dancing. This is kind of the thing that I think we sold this film on, yeah. right? The rapping dog. The reason it's won the poll. Yeah, the yeah. rapping dog. And I think we've just played a clip of it there. Fucking hell. Like, 
I don't I mean, even know. Historical inaccuracy, first of all. I mean, I, it's, a lot of people in online reviews berated the historical inaccuracy, but in my head, I was just like, <laughs> why, why even talk? Why even bring that up at this point? Like that is sort of a given. That it's not historically accurate. So I think a stereo system is featured. He's correct? got a boombox. He's got it? a boombox. Yeah. 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 Um, and he's also wearing a basketball jersey. Yes. I'm not sure on the history of basketball. Was it around in 1912? I don't think jerseys were. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. I Vest think, jerseys. Yeah, the Chicago Bulls were a long way off at this point, I would say. But yeah. Um, is this as, off the back of Space Jam? It's around this time, Space, is it not? Space Jam was, I think, 96, I think. Right, okay. I don't know. I, I think you're giving him too much credit there. As the music guy, what did you think of the actual rap? <laughs> Fun, <laughs> really? Yeah, kind of. Oh wow! Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a kids' film, despite the horrors. Yeah, it's fun. It was in my head. It's obviously horrible, but you know, mm-hmm. it, yeah. it's it's novelty. Okay, okay. So, you were not a fan. No. Well, I wasn't a fan, yeah, but yeah. I'm you know I'm trying to find something. It's like it's like early '80s hip hop, and he's like, I'm busting a move, and now I'm busting a rhyme. Get to get together and it's party time. I sort of want uh, an extra bad of you just singing that song for a couple of minutes. I do the entire soundtrack to this film. Yeah, oh yes, there's, the ballad. There's three songs in this film. Nathan, where does this rank in the grand? Oh, where bronze medal or bronze silver? I think it's bronze. No, this it's is last. silver. Yeah, yeah, it's silver. Yeah, yeah I know, yeah. I know my ranking. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is horrific, I've put in my notes, and i put it's not even the worst song in the film. <laughs> Honestly, if you can search out the vid, like, there's a, an isolated video of this, please watch it. It's so funny. And, like, comes apropos of nothing. This is his opening dialogue as well. He hasn't spoken yeah, at this point, it, the dog. there's nothing leading up to this. No, it comes out absolutely nowhere, and it's brilliant. <laughs> Meanwhile, Corinthia is attempting to teach the Beatles how to pickpocket, but surprise, surprise, they're shit. They then go off on the boat and are tripped over by Flopsy, a dog belonging to Winnie, whose plan is... Yep. This is just getting ridiculous. <laughs> How did you keep up with this? There are a lot of characters in this film. Uh, Winnie is a gold digger whose plan is to have Flopsy trip over rich men so she can come to their aid and woo them with her fancy fake jewellery. Mm-hmm. You go, girl, is what I've put in my notes. Flopsy trips up the aforementioned Jeremy McFlannel, a wealthy banker, who falls into Winnie, takes a look at her jewellery and goes... I say. <laughs> Almost entirely in that voice. We're back to William and Nanny. Nanny is talking about her little girl who she had to give up years ago. Hmm, I wonder who that's going to be. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like, it literally could have just drawn a big label on her saying Angelica's mum at this point. Like, what is the fucking point of having... The mystery of the missing I mean, what are the parents. chances? Well, exactly. Point. Exactly. Like, Not only that, we're going to talk about it later on. They're on the same fucking rescue boat <laughs> as each other. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> as soon as she said it, I was like, oh, re- really? Really? We then get one of the many weird external shots of the Titanic. Did you pick up on yes, this? Yes, where the animation style is different. It's CG. It's a CG. Yeah, it's yeah. like a 3D thing. Yeah, came out of nowhere. Why? <laughs> where, did they, where did they get it from? <laughs> Why did they just choose oh. to animate the outside of the boat? Um, yeah, completely changes the animation style for, say it with me now, no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Multiple times. Hooray. We're back with the Beatles. They break into a dark room and fumble about for a bit before the room's owner comes in. They then promise to fix their wagon 
and in the dark, beat up the owner and scurry off. But lol, it's Corinthia. They've just beat up an old woman. All the lols, lols for days. The classic line, you take the mutt, leave the old bag to me. <laughs> oh, by the way, Sam the detective is here. He sees what's going on and it leads to absolutely nothing. Yeah, he's like, mm. <laughs> And then nothing happens. And then... Should I enter the room late? <laughs> Nobody will notice me. Exactly. We then get, Nathan, the main event of the film, the epic love story, the whole reason we're here. Angelica, walking down the hallway, literally bumps into William, and she's carrying a big bag of clothes. The clothes fall on the floor, they lock eyes, it's love at first sight. I bet you look ravishing in this. I bet you'd look ravishing in this. Oh, God. (laughs) That's the first thing. Just the way you have to, like, move your mouth (laughs) to say the word ravishing. Just for context, he's looking directly at me as he says, Ravishing. Ravishing. Get rid of that facial hair, you look ravishing. (laughs) That's the first thing he says to her, and it's horrendous. These are not the words I'd have gone for when meeting the love of my life, but okay, you do you, pal. Uh, he then awkwardly touches Angelica's hand, and then she leaves. See ya! Great! Editing! <laughs> Fantastic, well done. Back with the animals Yay! now. Uh, Fritz is organising a big party for all of them. He also tells everyone to keep an eye out for the locket. We then get a sequence that goes on for way too long, where a mouse that we do not know the name of and never find the name out of fannies about in some pipes. Yeah, so it's the vents again. The fucking the... vents. Oh no, yeah, no, the pipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's scrambling about and it never goes anywhere. He's like, some water comes down and, and he's like... Oh, it's like a dream sequence. It's horrible. It doesn't go anywhere. And it's not, it's not a character that we know. You know a kind of dream where you just can't get the tasks done, you need to, <laughs> and then it just ends. Like, that's what this was. Except it didn't end. It never ended. Um, what happens next? Oh yeah, we get some murder next uh, because the mice, the mouse ends up in the kitchen with a chef and there's a bit of a scuffle as he tries to steal some food. The chef sets himself on fire. <laughs> really on fire. Comedy. Uh, then one of the waiters sees him, tries to put the fire out with some whiskey. <laughs> Did the chef die? Because if not, he should Could have. Could you imagine being blinded by some eggs, then being set on fire and dying? <laughs> what a way to go. That would be, yeah, imagine if all the tragedies on the Titanic, they just found your sort of egg-splattered, whiskey-soaked body. What the hell happened to this guy? Uh, he didn't die. We do see him again. But fucking hell. Is just this film for children? Just scarred for life. I'll get it for you. Back in a minute. William is off in search of Angelica and some bollocks with a child's ball occurs. Uh, A little girl lets out the most annoying cry of all time uh, because someone has stolen her, like, football thing. William gets it back for her for no reason at all. Why was this necessary? I don't know. Just totally unnecessary. And then he's talking... Oh, God. He's talking to the... Who is it? Her now? I don't even... Victoria. Victoria. Gra- Granny from the Granny. Looney Tunes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's like, how can I find her? She responds to her saying, I know she often comes out for walks. <laughs> it's like, well, of course you fucking do. <laughs> You're on a boat. You're on a boat with this fucking... <laughs> Why are you being so vague? And then she just runs off. She says, it's a bit cold. I'm going inside. She's <laughs> 
beautiful. She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> well, yeah, apparently William sees Angelica in this, but we never see him see her. Yeah. So yeah. he just goes up to Victoria and is like, where was that young lady you were live with? Why did you know that? She often comes out for walks. Oh, no shit. I'm a relative, but I don't really know what she does. <laughs> well, I don't think she is a relative. I think they've just met. They just met. Oh, God. Yeah, they're not related. I think they're, she's also poor, I think, is the relation, and they're just stuck in third class. It is baffling. Um, yeah, and oh, and also, Angelica's talking to Victoria about William. She says he was very forward. She's not wrong. Uh, yeah, and she replies by saying, We're in the 20th century. Young men are less timid with young ladies than they were in my day. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> what? Assault? What has this woman been through? This nice old lady. Yeah, I've put in my notes their dialogue is more wooden than the ship itself. Hey! Uh, I mean, I think we have to sort of mention the acting, or lack thereof. There's, like, everyone is terrible. You know what? They both, Angelica and William, sound like Siri. You know the version, (laughs) like, if you have male or female Siri, that's what they sound like. They do. Yeah. I love you. (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. They, they, it's like when they're together, they say sentences at each other, but they're not. They don't react to what the other person is yeah. saying. It's just here is my line. I will say my line. My line is over now. Can you, I move on? Yeah, you've said yours. <laughs> what did you say? Don't know. Let's go. Let's move Are on. Are you still out having your walk? <laughs> Gaston, copyright pending, gives Molly the stolen locket as she sings the film's shitty ripoff of Celine Dion. This is holding me, and we'll have a snippet of that now. Never let me go What do you think of the song? Is this where the, the aesthetic is this where Dua Lipa got her inspiration for the We're Good video? Because that's sort of set on the Titanic, isn't it? Yeah. And she's in a she's the sort she's of in a dress. The, the flapper singer sort of gear. Yeah. Um, we'd have to ask her. I, I, I'm sure she's a massive fan. Um, the, the, the song, song itself. Yeah. Um, hold me, never let me go. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, it's rough. It's really rough. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's someone heard My Heart Will Go On once and tried to copy it. Can you do that? I want to hear you do the chorus. Hold me, hold me, hold me. I can't remember the words. Well, that's, you get the idea with that. Um, but is it the best song in the film, though? No, it's bronze. Oh, this is last? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, the, uh. Oh yeah, really? What about the uh, the xenophobic one we've got coming up. <laughs> I was I was dancing around to that oh, one. Oh no! Okay, we'll get to that in a bit. This is going on. Uh, William and Angelica finally meet outside on one of those famous walks we've been hearing so much about. <laughs> she sometimes comes out here, and sometimes she doesn't. <laughs> Whoa! They have a little dance to the song. Some more love occurs. They don't talk to each other in so much as they say unconnected sentences to each other. Yes. The, the most wonderful thing about this trip is meeting you. Because it's the fucking 1910s. <laughs> Nothing else to do, is there? Well, you can go for a walk. You go for a, go for a walk yeah. up and down the deck. Yeah. Go for another walk. What's not to love? Sometimes. sometimes. Only sometimes, though. He says to her, my name is William. Will for short. No one calls him Will. <laughs> Ever. Then Angelica leaves for 
no reason whatsoever. Angelica pisses off immediately. Classic pixie dream girl is what I wrote. She has to go in and check Tumblr and see what's going on in the the Super Hulock fandom. We then get Angelica talking to Victoria about William. Victoria says that William was the one who rescued Ernest from the handrail. When did this happen? What, 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 what happened with the handrail? There was a bit earlier where Ernest, like, the kid was, like, playing on the handrail and William, like, got him down from it. Oh, and also did the ball at the same time. Yeah. Okay. But there yeah. was no danger there. He wasn't in danger. And she... They've got no idea about danger well, this long. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, like, just, they just talk about events that just, <laughs> just didn't happen. And who's, like, who the fuck is Ernest? Like... <laughs> Um, yeah, then Angelica is sad because she wants to go to the ship's fancy reception, but she doesn't have anything to wear. But don't worry, Victoria just so happened to bring with her on this trip an old dress of hers that she's only worn once and somehow fits Angelica, despite the fact these two women are completely different heights and body types. But she makes the point that she does say it's when she was younger. Yeah, and what, taller? By about yeah, six inches. Yeah, fair point. You do shrink, don't you? Not by that much, yeah, right? Not by that much. What granny hunchback over here? The humpback of Notre my, my Dame. My granny was like 4'11 at the end of her life. Really? Yeah. And she was, you know, 6'10. No, she was, she was not. No, she was <laughs> about 5'1. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, the magic of love fixes the dress. And I've put in my notes, bollocks, basically. <laughs> oh, by the way, we also get Angelica talking to the ship's first officer about her missing locket. And he thinks he's seen it somewhere else before. Oh. Mystery. Oh, so have we. Oh, yeah, we yes, yeah, we have. Elsewhere, a mouse has a knife. <laughs> He's trying to jimmy open a drawer in someone's room to find oh, the locket. Oh, this is another like sort of dream weird thing. That Goes happens. on for ages. There's there's comedy sound effects of plenty as the mice search the room. Then the ugly stepsisters walk in. The mice freak them out. More comedy. The scene ends. So many of these scenes <laughs> just <laughs> they begin and they end. It was nice and to meet you. <laughs> fades away. I have to go and check my Tumblr. The Mice and the Magpie, then I put Magpie in quotation marks every single time I've written it down in my script, by the way. They're in Molly's room now. They find the locket, and instead of just grabbing it, you know, like normal people, they piss about for ages, trying to get the locket. Molly then comes out of the shower and the Dalmatians distract her? Like, they just sort of... Oh god, where here we go. Where even are oh, we? Starting it's started, started now. They, they, they distract, the Dalmatians are sort of like at her feet, but Molly is like still singing, holding me, and doesn't like... She's got a towel over her head the whole time. The Dalmatians don't really do anything. They then grab the locket and leave. But wh- wh- why did they... What? What was the point of that? Is everything is just executed I think I just so? Over this whole scene. I don't blame you. Nothing happens. Everything in this film is just executed so poorly. Like a few bit. Like all you needed was Molly going, "Oh, get off me! What are you doing?" And that would have been better than what we got here. It's like the birds. <laughs> yeah, it's like the. It's like people who made this film had ideas in their head for what they wanted to happen, but just never told anyone. Mm. They just were like. Oh, it's fine. The audience will work it out. Despite giving us no reason and no reason. Like, how stressed were you? I found this a very stressful watch. It's it's how it's like how how close can you get to making a film without actually making a film? Yeah. It's like we have a narrative. 
but we're not going to we're not going to show any of it to you. And my brain's going, this is a cartoon, this is a kids film. Why am I yeah. not understanding this? Well, because it's well, I mean, the bad translation I think is one of them. The bad editing is another one, and and it, the fact it's shit is that it's maybe the third and most important one. Anyway, the magpie gets the locket and they flee away. Elsewhere, the magpie then says for some reason he's not going to give the locket back. But then Maxie pushes him into a vent and he falls down. How does a bird fall? <laughs> You're a bird? The RSPCA are available. Oh no, it's RSPB. RSPB, thank you birds. very much. Uh, he gives the locket back finally. Angelica's very happy. He gives both the animals a kiss and they pop huge boners. Can we just discuss why birds have got their own branch of the RSPCA? <laughs> Or a separate, probably a separate entity. They're a separate charity, yeah. Okay, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Do you feel like, what, do you get rid of that, do you think? Or do you want more animals? I don't want to say get rid of a charity. You want I? more animal representation? No, I just, I just want to know why. Specific one for, like, frogs. I feel like frogs don't hold a place in the imagination quite as birds oh, well, do. Probably frog racist over here. <laughs> we then get about six different varieties of bollocks all at once in the next scene. We're at the reception. Sam is in disguise, for no reason. Floppy bites the beetles' hands when they try and steal from Winnie. The Dalmatians trip a waiter, sending some molten soup into Gaston's face. Someone tells the captain their icebergs ahead. Oh yeah, this is a Titanic movie! Thanks for reminding us. Molly reports the locket missing. Sam sneezes. What the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, the, the scene about the imminent threat of an iceberg <laughs> is very brief. Nobody cares. Let's yeah. get back to the ballast. Someone gives him a note. It's like, oh, there's some icebergs. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever, yeah. 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 Look at this sexy woman singing. There's a sexy woman. Oh my god, there's a woman on the deck going back and forth. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we then get what might be my favourite bit of the film. We get the worst montage I've ever seen. Holding me plays again. William sits forlornly at the table, reminiscing about Angelica. We then get flashbacks to the two times they have met in this film yeah. that are played in full... Because there's not enough footage of these two together to fill a three-minute montage. It's not even the worst part for me. What's the worst White part? White wiping. <laughs> like, can I just say, I've, you know, I don't want to bring this up again, but okay. I've actually had to start editing for oh, my hey, job. Oh, oh, so it's oh, a yeah. horrific thought. We are banned. We are banned from white wiping. Yeah. And these are four-minute clips of... It's a football competition. European football, yeah, yeah. Of European football competition. Yeah. Um, we are, let alone a fucking distributed film. <laughs> My God, it's like the it's like the first thing they tell you in GCSE media. Yeah. Don't do don't do a white wipe. Don't do a star wipe. Is that wipe. the official name of white wipe? I don't know. What I don't know the official okay. name. But for any like to, to describe it, it's like when it when it fades to white and then fades back up again. Yeah, yeah. Basically, what happens? Um, yeah, it's like if you've got a, your hands on a copy of Final Cut Pro for the first time and you're like, what transitions can we use? Oh, a white wipe. Oh, a Star Wars wipe. Whoa. Spinny swirly wipe. Spinny swirly. It's like the PowerPoint transition. Oh, I can make it go into a bird and Where's fly the word away. Where's the Exactly. Where's Clippy? Angelica turns up uh, looking all fancy-like. Molly notices that she's wearing her locket. Dude, uh, I thought Angelica was the singer when this scene yeah, started. I'm right? very confused. They look exactly the same, yeah. which I thought, oh, that will play into the plot. Nope. Never plays into the plot at all. So Molly notices the locket. Uh, doesn't stop singing, though. Finishes the song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. After she waits until the song is finished to accuse Angelica of stealing the locket, the first officer then comes in and says it was Gaston who took it from Angelica. Molly takes this at face value, what slaps Gaston, saying? and walks away. <laughs> 
Can we talk about the dancing that Angelica and William engage in? Okay. It's so... It's like the animations are piled on top of each other. This horrible robotic, like... There's almost like a horrible artistry to it. Like the... The different, the contradiction of hold me, and then the. the you just dance. wanted to sing the song again. a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the animation is let's say stilted. It's yes. like you know that you, you when you were a kid you could make those sort of puppets where like they were on a bit of paper and you could move them about. Yeah, yeah. It's that basically. You're you're doing a sign like you're doing the the sexy <laughs> thing, the birds and the bees. No, no, no I am I am sort of inserting my index finger into my open yeah. fist. Sorry about that, but. Yeah, it's like they are two like they're two D models, but they don't animate each bit individually. They just animate the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I am going to walk now. Jumps forward. <laughs> <laughs> it's like stop motion, but instead of taking like three hours to film a scene, they took three minutes. Speaking of stolen, uh, Winnie realizes that something of hers has been stolen. Jeremy McFlannel asks if it was insured, which I thought was funny. Sam says he saw the whole thing, but Winnie then says that all her jewellery was fake. All my jewellery's fake? Oh, is she British? She's like Southern, and, oh, isn't okay. she? Yeah. Let me change my... <laughs> no, no, as in like Southern. I think you had the accent oh, right first all time. All my jewellery's fake, but you knew that, honey bunch, didn't you? <laughs> Why are you in Southampton? <laughs> Why are you doing that? Were you on a reverse Titanic to start off with? <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I don't know why she says this now. Yeah. Leads, leads to nothing. Help. Yep. Um, she asks Jeremy, you know, do you still love me? Doesn't answer. <laughs> we don't find out until later on. The book flannels do not engage in such. <laughs> we'll take our time. Yeah. You know, maybe he was, was Was he going over to America to manage the new young guitar band? He <laughs> <laughs> was going over to have affairs. Of course, naturally. Holding me plays again. <laughs> Great. Over some more weird CGI shots of the boat. Angelica and William are finally alone. She says, you don't know anything about me. Which is true. William says, nothing you could tell me could stop me from loving you. They're going to get divorced. Like, it's just a guarantee. (laughs) I've put in my notes, axe murderer, maybe? I'm I'm all for sentiment, but the risk involved in saying that so early on is just extraordinary. God, it's a bloody buzzkill oh, over God, here. Oh, God, no. So, after he says that, they make out. Well, uh, sort of. Sort of. Hold oh, um, <laughs> They make out, um, and everyone watches. Like, yeah. all of the side characters watch. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, and then you... they decide to have a party. <laughs> yeah. Because they've made out. <laughs> So yeah, the kiss is horrific because it's like, it's two two D characters kissing, which is every bit as horrible as you. In my animated kissing, never looks. It's good. the open mouth sideways yeah. technique that was employed in uh, "I Want to Marry Harry," but in <laughs> animation form. <laughs> Somehow not as bad as when Kelly did it yeah. in real life. And yeah, oh as... my jewelry's fake. <laughs> oh, my... You know? She was basically Kelly. Yeah. Oh my god, Kelly's ancestor who perished on the Titanic. And yeah, all the mice and everything watch. Uh, Gertrude turns up to cock block, but the mice scare her away. I've just put in my notes, I'm so fed up. <laughs> I was so... I was fed up. Like I, This was the longest... It felt like the longest film we'd done, and it was the shortest. <laughs> it's one of the shortest things we've ever done, and it went on for so long. Well, if you want to race ahead, I've got no complaints. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Speaking of race, we move on to Racist Mice <laughs> the Musical next, with the final song of the film... <laughs> Mucho gusto. 
talk us through the gimmick of this song so it's the the mexican rodents they're all having a party <laughs> the mexican rodents. Uh, there's not really in much context we, we get an ariba of course oh, god um i've put in my notes is that okay <laughs> um there's the line dance off, no um <laughs> uh dance off your dancing shoes dose right well, you would wear two shoes <laughs> Which does make sense. So the gim- the gimmick of this song is basically they change words to rhyme with gusto. Right. So it's not shoes dose, it's shoesto. Okay. Oh, is it not? Oh, no, okay. it's like, if you're feeling blue sto, oh, there's something you can do sto. Put on your dancing shoesto. Dose. <laughs> and everything will be mucho gusto. Hey. Yeah. It's basically... <laughs> Arriba! No. Oh! <laughs> is that going to make the edit? Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, and by the way, the animals have also imprisoned Jeffrey the <laughs> Jeffrey the cat and Tiger the dog in a cage. <laughs> party time! <laughs> party time! And they're in the cage like, hold me! <laughs> Literally, they are being held. We're back with the lovers now, and William makes an incredibly bold claim that he will help Angelica find her parents. I wrote bold claim. <laughs> How? Nothing will prevent me from loving you and will find your parents too. Where's he now, hell? the Daily Mail produces some non-sequitur headlines, but that yeah. is quite something. This guy's definitely reads the mail as well. Yeah. Like, he's he's Tory cartoon, like, to the max. Uh, oh, and he then, like, when he's done with it, he sends her back to third class. <laughs> he's yeah. like, yeah, off you go. Off you go. Back to, the, back to the slums with you. Some foreboding music starts playing. I wonder what's going to happen next. Master William, look! What did we hit? Iceberg, sir. On the starboard side. We collided before I could do anything else, but I don't think it did much damage. Make sure the ship hits the iceberg, despite having all the time in the world to get out of the way. And <laughs> the worst edit are we about to talk about? Do you want to take it? Uh, well, they. Well, first of all, the, uh-huh. the hitting of the iceberg. Like, yeah. oh, we'll just steer a little <laughs> bit right at the end, and we'll probably avoid it. What's that big iceberg-shaped <laughs> thing? <laughs> oh, we've not avoided it. <laughs> I'm sure that's how it went down. Almost in certain You know, yeah. it, d- it definitely doesn't take several hours to steer, to a, steer ship. a giant ship. Uh, um, <laughs> I wonder how that did happen. Like, they just knew they were on course and there's nothing they, they could do. They were probably do. just going, oh, yeah. The entire time as they were steering frantically. I wonder, I wonder what the time frame was. I'm really interested. It's like that. Have you seen that clip from Bob's Burgers where Tina's in the parking lot and there's one other car? Tina, for the love of God, turn away or stop. The brakes, Tina, on the left, you're about to hit that car. The brakes, hit the brakes. Oh my god, it's bad. They hit the Iceberg Castle, as I've called it. It does look like a Disney castle. It's a bit like Superman's Fortress of Solitude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, They hit the Iceberg, and the same window-smashing sequence happens four times in a row. In a row. In a row. So, once again, artistic or just shit? Not sure. It's shit. 
like reused shots in animation is pretty unforgivable anyway. Mm-hmm. But in a row, where it is exactly the same, like the hull of the ship breaks, it then fixes, breaks again, <laughs> fixes, breaks again, and it's quite clearly the same bit of the ship. They've changed literally nothing four times in oh. a row. <laughs> Just animate a different bit. Oh my! It's not. It's like, is it really that hard? It can't be that hard. Well, if you want to sit and you can sit there and try and I could do probably it. make a better version oh, of this film. Oh, he's, he's put it out on there. PowerPoint with the transition. As long as you were given the rushes, you'd be fine. <laughs> I'm not sure if these guys were given the rushes. Not all of them. Can you definitely. have rushes in animation? Yeah. <laughs> Did you just see the anim- the characters going? Oh shit! <laughs> Let's do that again. Let's, Let's do, do that. that again. Hold me, hold me. Uh, one bit, a bit I really liked was there were people trying to bail out the ship with pails, like trying to yeah, bail the just water out. Tiny yeah. bales and, of water, and they were throwing it like into a different bit of the ship. They weren't throwing it out of holes; they were just throwing it into a different bit of the ship. None of the fucking thing sank. It was full of idiots. <laughs> That's why it turned on its, yeah, on its side. They piled all the water onto one side. <laughs> Back in the hold, the animals. Oh my god! Yeah. No, sorry, I'm not. There's, what, what what there's a there's a lot i think it's angelica and victoria where they initially decide just to not wake the children up <laughs> yes don't wake them let them drown and then a couple of minutes later like oh yeah we better wake them actually and get them dressed <laughs> dressed they would be fucking alive put the life jackets on yes. never mind about the final. i don't care if they're... oh that's a bit of a weird thing to say but... <laughs> You stop yourself just in time. Just well at the right. I nearly said the word dog in no. relation to children. Or dang, as we had in the no. last episode. Oh, God. No. Yeah. That, that happens as well. Um, <laughs> that's completely thrown me. I Thank forgot you. my jewels. I'll go and get them. <laughs> Love, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's to illustrate how selfish they are. That okay. one gets a pass from me. I, I actually think in a moment of crisis like this, I would do Keys Wallet phone. <laughs> it's been so ingrained into us as British yeah. men. Yeah. So like, you know, Keys Wallet phone. Mm. You got Every time you leave the house. But in the hold with all the animals, they floated to safety, except for the ones that are in the cage underneath. Dead. Uh, yeah, we see their lifeless bodies floating <laughs> in the cage. But the magpie goes and rescues them. Uh, and that's the end of that. They don't die. They are fine. Okay. But it's a pretty horrific shot of them just <laughs> floating lifeless under the water, which is horrible. But back to the humans now. Rich people pile into the lifeboats as William does a funny run down to... Did you see William's funny run? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the funniest. Why are they playing music when the ship is sinking? Okay. This is an actual... Right. So Molly... Molly and... Is this the... historically accurate? Molly and the band yeah. are playing, and there is a famous quote about the Titanic band that they kept playing as the ship was sinking. So, have you heard the phrase "and the band plays on"? Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, where that's, that comes oh, from. Okay, yeah. I don't know if it actually happened. It might be an urban myth, but yeah, I saw this in the film. I was like, I love a bit of historical accuracy, but really, <laughs> you're going to let a named character just die like that in this children's what film? Violins sound like underwater. Um, probably, probably not very good. <laughs> Poor people are now like, like locked in the bottom of the boat, presumably left to die. Of course, third class. <laughs> get rid of the scum. Yeah. The well, f- maybe they survived because their kids didn't have any clothes, so they just were able to get <laughs> exactly, up. Exactly. Yeah. The first officer threatens to use violence to control the mob. <laughs> Jesus. 
Um, they, they, he eventually relents, lets the women and children get to the lifeboat. William finds Angelica and tells them to get to safety while he stays with the men. Women and children, come on, come on! That's all, women and children! Winnie, uh, don't sacrifice yourself for me. I will love you so. continue to lower for what feels like four hours Molly and the band play on as we've already touched the on the repetitions are incredible yeah she sings the like the opening refrain of Holding Me about five times yeah it's, it's, it's a lot mm, yeah uh, Jeremy McFlannel confesses to Winnie that he too is bankrupt and was sailing to America to find someone to bail him out Winnie admits she isn't rich again and they agree to die together on the boat? I honestly don't know where you are right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have this conversation and they're just like, okay, we'll just stay here and drown. They don't get in lifeboats. Mm-hmm. We don't see them again. I think they die. Maybe it was sacrificial, you know, the young will go on and, uh, you know, li- live their lives. I think that was what they were getting at. No, I, I don't think they were just was. like, I don't want to. Yeah. I've got nothing left. I've got nothing left. left. <laughs> The first officer then seems to sneak onto a lifeboat. Why is he a baddie now? Yeah. He was. He helped Angelica find the locket earlier. Survival, isn't it? Turns would turn the, work, the best of us. But he just turns into a dick. Where does this come? Is you'd it... be the last person on the Titanic. I think even in this situation, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, come on then, everyone else. Well, I'd have to get all the animals off first. Oh, yeah, the animals would have to come. Push the... More juggle stall. <laughs> Push the people out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Make room for the mice. <laughs> there, this brings us to uh, where the film kicked off in the first place and back to that same rowing shot. I did take tally of how many times in total that shot was used in the film. Do you want to have a guess? 15. No, it is less than that. Oh, 12. 9. Oh, 9, okay. 9 different Oh, let him off. (laughs) As long as it's in single figures, it's fine. Angelica hopes that William will be fine as Victoria calmly assures her that everything will be okay. Victoria is an idiot. (laughs) Get the children. (laughs) But don't let them go out without their Sunday best on. Uh, William has to break a window to escape a room, which he does by throwing a chair at it multiple times. (laughs) The animation. Oh yeah, it's like three times. Yeah, yeah it's like plexiglass. It sort of, it sort of wobbles. Oh, I did read that as a historical inaccuracy. Oh no, plexiglass didn't exist. Oh no, was... the entire illusion of the film has been ruined. <laughs> he then grabs a random child as the ship splits in two, and they plunge into the water. That's the end of the film. Yay! Thanks for coming, guys. Oh, great stuff. Uh, I'm joking. I wish it had ended here. William manages to get the child to safety, but is dragged under the water by some debris. The people in the lifeboat couldn't care less as they row away. Yeah, see you, William. Yeah, goodbye. We got the kid. That's all we really wanted. Oh, by the way, uh, remember the whole Angelica's missing parents subplot? Well, that's about to get resolved in ten seconds. Do you still have a picture in the locket? Yes. Ever since my mother put it around my neck as a baby. And then, and then left you because she was forced to. Mother. <gasps> Mommy. Oh, Mommy. <laughs> Nanny sees the locket. The first officer tells her to sit down. She doesn't. Nanny and Angelica then discover they are long-lost mother and daughter. So much for Daddy, I guess. No mention of what happened to him. Is he even alive? Why do I care? He could have been one of the mice at this point, And that still wouldn't be <laughs> oh, the worst that, thing in this that film. that interspecies. Uh... Mucho gusto. <laughs> Uh, Nanny says that she brought William up as if she was one of her own. 
So does that make them brother oh, and sister? Oh no. She's like, I raised him with all the love I wanted to give you. Don't say that, they just made out. Made a kill the mood, nanny. Oh my god. Yeah. Freud? <laughs> Am I saying Freud again he on loves, bad things? He loves a mention on this podcast. I'd He's... already mentioned Freud because of the doppelganger, the the unheimlich. Is it the unheimlich? Is that the right term? Anyway, I'm going off on one. <laughs> right, yeah. okay. We'll, we'll get to the hymen later. <laughs> <laughs> the lifeboat then comes across a body that looks like William. Better rescue him, I guess, because... Uh, it's too late to rescue the plot of this film. Hey. The, first... <laughs> the plot's just floating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lifeless. The first officer says there isn't enough room in the lifeboat, which is a lie. Angelica asks him, what kind of sailor are you <laughs> if you're scared of falling in the water? Fair point, but are you a sailor? Well, a sensible one, because falling in the water is what's going to kill you, because it's freezing cold, you idiot. How dare you be fearful of freezing yeah. temperatures? How dare you be fearful of pneumonia, you idiot? They drag the body on board, but gasp, it's actually Sam. Yeah. ruh I think people need to remind you that Sam is the detective. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, for some reason he's dressed... Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> he's, oh, for God's sake. He's dressed exactly the same as William for no reason. Uh, the first officer says, <laughs> better just leave him to die, I guess. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, oh, we get a different variant of bollocks going on with the goofy animals, by the way. They rescue the chef. Oh, yes. And some dolphins turn up. Great. Accurate? Who cares? Okay. I'm not sure about the migrations of dolphins. <laughs> That's the last we see of the animals. The dolphins rescue them. Do they? they Another just... Simpsons reference, right? With the dolphins? There's some dolphins. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's that episode fire. where they all end up in the sea? Oh, yeah. That's a, hall- that's a treehouse of horror. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, well done. Maybe I've seen more than I thought. <laughs> Quidgybo. Back to the trauma now with the humans. <laughs> They find another body. It is actually William this time. Uh, more protests from First Officer Dick Wad, but they pull him on board. Sam says he'll handle the situation and proceeds to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> There's some moments of faux tension as William opens his eyes and says hello in the funniest way imaginable. Hello. Sorry, I didn't understand what you were saying. <laughs> play Holding Me. Yeah, <laughs> play. Bye. The exploited. <laughs> Him and Angelica kiss as we fade to black. Or do we? Oh. It's not over yet, people. We get a stupid epilogue section telling us about what happened to all the characters. Anything stand out to you here? Uh, shall I do a little Top of the Pops rundown? <laughs> do we need the music again? <laughs> well, I've probably not even noted out all the things the child says, but I'll okay. try my best. So yeah. yes, it's a child recounting what happens. This is the ma- this is the child mouse. Yeah. Oh, it's the child it's mouse. It's Max okay. the mouse, yeah. Um, so the ro- the rodents end up with a chef in New York. Yes. Um, so they floated all the way to the Big Apple somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, the detective is no-, is no longer smoking and just sucks lollipops. Um, <laughs> what's, why? The, what's the point? The evil stepsisters are married to Dirk and Kirk and Cruella uh, slash Gertrude is in jail. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, no, Gertrude's not in jail. Corinthia's in oh, jail. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Gaston has become a butler despite being a very well-off Frenchman at the start. Yeah, did you forget about him? Because we've not mentioned him in about half an hour. You might say he's lost his figure. <laughs> he's well, what, not a he, prominent figure he anymore. He might be on a six-figure salary, hey. we don't know. And the couple are married with loads of relatives and loads of Dalmatians. Yeah, maybe they, 101. They, they adopted the Dalmatians after their mistress died in horrible tragedy. But we won't dwell on that. 
Yeah, and that's where the film ends. Well, the final line... No, it doesn't! (laughs) Okay, the final line of the film, the mouse says, bye for now, see you soon. I've never wanted anything to be more false in my entire life. (laughs) And that's the end of the actual narrative portion of the film. But what happens next? Twelve minutes of credits! How? How did this many people work on this? And we got Hold Me, Mucho Gusta and Party Time again. In full. In full. Oh, I stopped. I couldn't watch the credits. I got to. I got about halfway through the credits. I, st- I started incrementally. Okay. Yeah. Incrementally. I can't say the word. I've lost all basis of language. <laughs> In someone's digestion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So the whole credits. Are there any deleted scenes at all? No, not from what I watched. Perfect. No. Yeah. Fucking that was brilliant. a lie. <laughs> that was old uh, Mark Day. What's his pseudonym? Camillo. That was his Camillo Tetti. Yeah. Was his actual name. That know? was him going on the wiki page like, oh, there's definitely some scenes that we included here. <laughs> Make sure you watch to the end. Are you exhausted? Because yeah, I'm I was exhausted. exhausted. Yeah. yeah, we've only been going for an hour and 20, which is nothing for us, especially on a film episode. But and I'm I'm sorry if that didn't make any sense to anybody. But honestly, that is the best I think we could have possibly yeah. done in recounting that. So the, the scenes are, you know, we, we love the word non sequitur. Yeah. That is the, the ultimate non sequitur, <laughs> is this film. The stuff just happens and he's never brought up again. Are we giving an overview now? Um, okay, should we do, what do you want to do? Overview or, or reviews? Because some of Let's the Let's reviews... do reception and then an overview. Okay, yeah. all right. So that's the end of the film. Sorry to drag you through that, everybody. But let's get on to the reviews, which I think are actually somehow worse than a review of the actual nautical disaster itself. <laughs> Linda Marie Caldell, um, author of the Titanic on film Myth vs. D- Myth versus Truth, nice. which we might need to read to... <laughs> iron out some of these historical inaccuracies. She says uh, a fa- it's a failed Disney imitation that excels in bad taste. Yep, um, fair enough. Christopher Campbell of IndieWire wrote that the film was inappropriate for children. Well, you could be fired for being so obvious, in my opinion. <laughs> it's so terribly written and drawn that it's offensive to the Titanic's memory. And then we've got some lists. Screenwright included it in its list of the 12 worst animated films of all time. Total Film named it as the worst film ever made after it topped a list of the 66 worst films ever in 2012. See, why 66? Yeah, why not 666? Yeah. The Devils. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, No one wanted to watch that many bad films, I don't think. Yeah. Wow. Uh, did you get any, like, from the main sort of big review websites? Not really, no. That's okay. where mine ended. Uh, no critical score on Rotten Tomato, but a 7% user score. <laughs> Metacritic just doesn't exist on there. Yeah. IMDb 2.0. <laughs> Which is... I think my, I think I did actually join IMDb to rate, to this, rate film this film a 0 out of 10. Not much in the way of actual proper reviews, but I did find some reviews on Letterboxd, ah, the yes. film reviewing website. Good user reviews? Funny? Well, let's find out, shall mm-hmm. we? So this is from someone who's clearly changed their name because it's Halloween. This is Jack O'Lantern Brady. Very nice. <laughs> Jack the Saint Ripper. <laughs> Coming soon, starring what's his face. They've put, I wish there was a lower rating than half a star on Letterboxd. They gave it half a oh, star. Oh, you have to give it half a star yeah, on that's Letterboxd. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Andy Young says, Ugh, how did this win 11 Oscars? <laughs> half a star. 
maybe the best username ever, Chunks for You, <laughs> said, "This is a disrespect to the very real tragedy that claimed so many lives at the bottom of the ocean on April fifteenth, nineteen twelve. The director of this film should be fined and put to death, his legacy cursed, and his family shamed." Not point five stars. You know those people who over cancel on the internet. I feel like chunks for you might be one of. Them. I also, like... can it be offensive when nobody is still alive from the tragedy? I think they were in two thousand when they came out. Yeah, they probably were. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's so far removed from the actual historical event. <laughs> no, it's too soon. <laughs> it's too real. Yeah, yeah. I love how he says he should be fined and then put to death. The and, double shame. And the final review I've got is from a person called Freya, who says, Dude, if that rapping dog didn't die on the Titanic, we could have had early 20th century hip-hop. <laughs> they gave it five stars. Uh, I gave it They did, it's called Gil Scott Heron. Um, <laughs> the revolution will be poorly animated. <laughs> it's not early 20th century, to no, be fair. No, it's not. Uh, yeah, so I've put, that was an absolute train wreck, or boat wreck, if you will. Um, uh, yeah, do, do, do you want to give any sort of summary on that I it's, think the, it's the worst thing we've done you think this is the worst thing we've done yeah okay in terms of a technical standpoint I agree yeah I just uh, there's no <laughs> it had me questioning my whole understanding of narrative of language of whether I was wor- like worthy of understanding things I just was like question your own I did I question my own intelligence yeah because I, it was it was such a disconnect between um, the the cartoon, the animation, and being able to process what was going on. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so bad that it, there is an avant-garde element to it, I think, <laughs> in that it, it did have me questioning the basics. Yeah. Um, it's a shocking piece of art. <laughs> it is... It's not offensive in terms of stuff like Movie 43 or Sausage Party. So in that respect, it's not the worst thing we've done. In terms of actually making a film, and as you said, putting together a coherent narrative structure, acting, visual effects, character development, plot, fucking anything. The basis of being a human being. (laughs) Of being able to communicate. Yeah. And being able to articulate your thoughts and emotions. Yeah, it fails spectacularly. It is, as I said earlier, the closest you can come to not making a film whilst it's still somehow being a film. Mm. It barely qualifies as a film. It is a collection of scenes. But not in but an not, artistic no, way. No, not really. No, not at all. It's not like it's not an anthology piece. But it, 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 it has to be seen to be believed. It uh, is incredible. And I wonder if we'd seen the first cut, whether we'd be saying that or whether we'd just mm. be saying it's bad. I don't know. I don't know how badly it got messed yeah, up. Yeah, I wonder if 12 minutes of footage solves the whole thing. What would they have done with 12 minutes? Just piece together <laughs> just everything. <laughs> but I don't think it was ever going to be good, though. Mm. Yeah, because, no, I'm not disputing yeah, that. No, it, it might have taken the rating from maybe a 1 out of 100 to a 5 out of 100. <laughs> because I would, if I had to give this out of 100, I'd give it a 1. I think it's a one. Yeah. Yeah. It does it gets And it one gets a point. one for the the opening. <laughs> for it attempting to start in the middle like yeah, it yeah. like memento. Yeah. But my god, honestly, like honestly, if you can watch it, it watch it. Mm. It's spectacular. Like I would never think a piece of music was this bad. 
That's a great point. If we're making a comparison between... I don't think a piece of music could be this bad. Yeah. I don't think that it has... Because even audio is most annoying. There's a visceral element to it. It just was... I'm just... I'm... Oh... Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I was fearful of my own sanity. I watched this twice. I, I woke up... I, I can't believe you did that. I, I just w- just watched it and was like, am I missing something? Like, yeah. do, am I not understanding this? Am I in this? a dream? Yeah. This is like... And there were dream sequences. There were dream mm-hmm. sequences as well. Yeah. And also, like, the fact that... It's emotional <laughs> talking about this. The fact that it's an animation as well, which is a medium where you can control so much. Mm. They just didn't. They just, like, it was so lazy. They put the bare minimum into everything. Mm-hmm. Like, the plot was the bare minimum. I think they relied so heavily on people knowing the Titanic yeah. that they were just like, oh, we don't need to explain what's going on here. We don't need to give it stakes or drama. They know it's the Titanic. They know it sinks. Let's just, let's just put a wrapping dog in. Why not? Because the wrapping dog isn't in the Italian version. That's oh, a, that's my a, God. That's just for the English and American audiences. So obviously they thought, hmm, what are the American kids going to like? Let's throw the wrapping dog in. Why not? Thank you, Nathan, for helping me through that particular shit Where storm. I could. <laughs> what are we doing next month? Because the poll has come in. How are we getting on? Is it going to be anywhere near as bad as this? I, I don't think it is going to be as bad. Um, the legal situation we might get into <laughs> could be bad. Um, the winner of the music poll for November is the first Michael Jackson posthumous album Mm -hmm. just simply entitled michael ironic because there is much debate over who actually sings the vocals on some of the songs Mm -hmm. on this album we're going to be playing a game of michael or not michael throughout the album to decide just how potentially inauthentic it is Mm -hmm. um we're also going to be avoiding discussing any uh, we'll probably do some personal anecdotes, but okay. the personal life of Michael Jackson will not be discussed at all. <laughs> it could be our shortest ever episode, yeah. uh, because the prehistory is going to be quite um, short. The prehistory is us going, is us going, Michael Jackson, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll get maybe get into our okay, right. personal our anecdotes with the music. <sighs> wow, well, and... I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, I've got a lot of anecdotes for Michael yeah, Jackson. Yeah, I think music. we were both the Michael Jackson kids, so I we think were. we can, yeah, yeah. which is you know a oh, statement. Oh, God. Um, it Move started on. already. Move on, God, um, we're not even in the episode yet. So Fucking yes, uh, Michael, uh, sort of by Michael Jackson. <laughs> next time on Bad Things, by quote unquote Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm actually very excited for that. I've already heard the album. Uh, it's certainly entertaining yes yeah. I won't say anything more than that yeah. but there, it, I think this could be very interesting mm-hmm. I'm excited thank you Nathan but as we say here on Bad Things one poll closes another opens and would you believe it it's bloody Christmas again <laughs> how has that happened believe let's what... hope it's a good one without any <laughs> COVID <laughs> we're already voting for our second annual Christmas episode last year we reviewed the awful movie Jack Frost twice by mistake And now we need something else to have a bit of festive fun with. So how this works is Nathan and I take half the poll each, like a divorced family on Christmas Day. I have half in the morning, you have half (laughs) in the evening. So you'll have two musical items and two filmy items to vote on. Nathan, what Christmas clangers have you got for us this year? So I think we agreed we could have one from last year. Yes. I don't know what you've done, but I've taken one from last year at least. 
uh, and I think it came second in the. Did it come second? I in don't the think this did. Come oh, did it not? Oh. I think the other one came second. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, I've done the, the wrong the one. New, oh well. The newly minted oldest man in space, <laughs> William Shatner. He's not on the poll. Sorry. <laughs> oh, boom. Uh, my first pick is This Christmas from 2012 from the Grease leads Olivia Newton John and John Maxwell Travolta. Maxwell Caulfield, John Travolta. <laughs> um, so we've got some original Christmas songs on here, we've got some oldies, I think, and also one of the worst music videos I've ever seen in my life. I so want to do this, so if that's your bag, please vote for it. Yeah, that was an interesting one last year. I think considering our history with Grease. It would be a really interesting one to do because uh, we could bring up some Grease stuff again. Yeah. Maybe we can watch Grease together. I, I, well, we could. Yeah. I watched it for Grease too. Oh, okay. I didn't. So no, I'm, I'm making promises we're going to watch stuff. Just not going to. Three hours though. We can That's probably do true. it. And we actually like Grease. So uh, yeah. And what's the second pick? My second option is someone who's been in the news. Uh, the, I think this year for a bad film. Oh. Oh. Uh, this is the pop star Sia. Ooh. who released a, a album of Christmas originals mm. called Every Day is Christmas oh. in collaboration with Greg Kirsten, who is, of course, one of the great producers yes. of our time. We'll recently come back with Adele's new single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, very um, mixed reviews for this one and included on a poll I read of the eight worst Christmas albums, so I thought I would throw it in That's there. That's very good. What is that? What is the one big Sia Christmas song that was everywhere? What's that oh. one called? I don't know. I, like, I remember hating that when I heard it. So yeah, big up. I mean, I think there was a song called Ho 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 when I looked it up. I don't think it was that one. How is Ho spelled? <laughs> With a H and an O. Oh, don't worry. Okay, all right, fine. Yeah, I mean, I, just as, as a seer aside, we need to do music at some point, don't we? And be very careful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Okay, so Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. This Olivia... Christmas. Yep. And yeah, Every Day is Christmas by Sia. Perfect. Which I believe is all originals. Fantastic. Okay. So for your two visual options this year for Christmas, I've not brought back anything from the poll last year. Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas has not returned to the poll. So option number one for me is... A film about a self-centred millionaire who learns the true meaning of Christmas when he hits his head and starts to think he's Santa Claus. (laughs) He must save the day when a group of orphans are threatened by eviction by an evil scientist hell-bent on getting the magical crystals that lie underneath their orphanage, starring Hulk Hogan alongside a very young Mila Kunis. Oh, wow. In Santa with Muscles. I can't wait. Is this definitely available online? Yeah, we'll find it. Okay, okay. I mean, Hulk Hogan's film career could be a poll in and of itself. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. This is one of the worst ones. I have seen... I've never seen the film. I've seen a review of it. It looks hilarious. Can't wait. And it means me and Nathan get to talk about wrestling, which is always a good time. Have you ever seen the promo for No Holds Barred, which is another Hulk Hogan film, Mm. which was released around Christmas? No, I haven't. Which is like... Why have a Merry Christmas when you can have a No Holds Barred Christmas? <laughs> That's going to sound awful on the audio. Sorry about, sorry about the lens. You can cut it. Okay. And my second pick is something a little bit different. It is sort of a Christmas film, but sort of not. It's a modern retelling of a Christmas carol, but it features, instead of Ebenezer Scrooge, a left-wing, anti-American, Michael Moore-style documentary maker in the lead, learning the true meaning of the 4th of July 
Oh no! What? So this is a pro-American. It's a it's a right-wing propaganda oh, film wow. starring Kevin Farley, Kelsey Grammer, John Voight. Oh, Kelsey Grammer is actually right-wing. Yeah, 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 and so is John Voight. All right. Leslie Nielsen and Paris Hilton in an American Carol. <laughs> oh, and this can is this my favorite. This can maybe? come back in a different poll if it doesn't win at Christmas. Cool. So because it's not really Christmassy, but it follows the plot of a Christmas Carol. I thought it would be fun to do. And I want to watch a right-wing propaganda film about Christmas. I'm very excited if this wins. So my options are Santa with Muscle starring Hulk Hogan and An American Carol, the conservative retelling of A Christmas Carol. And just to say, I've got my eyes on getting Paris Hilton on a poll in 2022, and that is all I will say. There we go. Perfect. Not the sex tape, I hope. No, not the sex tape. (laughs) Something musical. Okay, good. Perfect. Right, I think that's going to do it for this episode. We have clocked in at a very tasty 1.36 on the record. Without the edit. No, no, exactly. So maybe I'll just put Holt, maybe I'll just reuse some of the audio like they did in the film. I'll just play the same (laughs) bit of audio four times in a row and see if anyone notices. But thank you very much, Nathan, for joining me on this voyage of crap. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry none of it made any sense I can stop getting emotional now about how stressed I was watching <laughs> about this some Mexican mice thank you very much for listening we are on social media at Bad Things Pod on Twitter and Instagram we're on Facebook Bad Things the Podcast well done for remembering that's okay no problem uh, the email address is badthingspod at gmail.com we know that now uh, and we are still working on getting ourselves onto Spotify. It's it's a whole thing that's going on. Sorry, we're very busy people. And I'm just got bunged up all just, of a sudden. Oh, here we reason. go. The so cult's close. here. It's like the police car that came at the end of the last episode. We got so Did close you hear to the, the one end. just a minute there ago? There was one just now as well, which I'm hoping didn't pick up. South London. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much for joining us. I'm very sorry to have put you through that. If you do watch Titanic and the Legend Goes On, let us know. Drop us a line because... I want. I think again, we need to form a support group for people who've seen this film. So yeah, check that out. Check out next time we'll be back for Michael Jackson's uh, well, Michael Jackson's <laughs> posthumous album. But until then, it's goodbye from Nathan Packard. I'm trying to think of something to say, and I mean, language doesn't exist anymore. So I'm just going to say goodbye. It's my just, last words. Do you want to sing "Hold Me" again? One no, more time? Oh, I've no, done it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm a very bunged up Jacob Simmons. Going to go get a lem sip. See you next month. Thanks, everyone. Bye bye. Bye bye.